You are listening to an Elam Christian Center podcast. We hope that you are inspired, encouraged, and empowered by the message you are about to hear. I've got a message for you today. I've got a word on my heart that I really believe is a word in season for you. And um, many people in the first service came along and said, man, that was just something that was so needed in my life. And um, we, are, we are looking at Numbers chapter 9. Starting at verse 15, uh, it's going to come up on the screen there behind me, uh, but it's also in the app where you can open your Bible. With me, Numbers chapter 9. One day, the tabernacle was set up. The cloud covered it, but from evening until morning, the cloud over the tabernacle looked like a pillar of fire. This was the regular pattern. At night, the cloud that covered the tabernacle had the appearance of fire. Whenever the cloud lifted from the from over the sacred tent, the people of Israel would break camp and follow it. And wherever the clouds settled, the people of Israel would set up camp. In this way, they traveled and camped at the Lord's command wherever he told them to go. Then they remained in their camp as long as the cloud stayed over the tabernacle. If the cloud remained over the tabernacle for a long time, the Israelites stayed and performed their duties to the Lord. Sometimes the cloud would stay over the tabernacle for only a few days, So the people would stay for only a few days, as the Lord commanded. Then, at the Lord's command, they would break camp and move on. Sometimes the cloud stayed only overnight and lifted the next morning. But day or night, when the cloud lifted, the people broke camp and moved on. Whether the cloud stayed above the tabernacle for two days, a month, or a year, the people of Israel stayed in camp and did not move on. But as soon as it lifted, they broke camp and moved on. So they camped and traveled at the Lord's command and did whatever the Lord told them to do through Moses. Come on, before I get into it, let me pray for us today. Lord, we're so grateful for your word. We're so grateful that it is alive. It is as much living and relevant today as it was the day it was written. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have got a word for us today. And I pray that you would speak to all of our hearts this morning. May you speak right to us, O God. Father God, I pray that you would make this word come alive to us afresh. Lord, open our eyes, open our hearts to what you want us to hear, God. I pray that the words that come out of my mouth would be your words, O Lord. Jesus, be with us as we look to this passage today in Jesus' name. Amen. So they camped and traveled at the Lord's command, and they did whatever the Lord told them. Here are the Israelites. Here are the Israelites, one year on from being rescued out of Egypt, one year on from wandering in the wilderness, one year on from being led out of slavery, and then we hit... Numbers chapter 9, and we read in this passage, an example gives us a glimpse into how it was that the Lord would lead and guide them through this wilderness season. Now, I don't know if you've ever been part of a tour group. You know where you get a whole group of people and there's a tour guide who guides you along and and moves you from from, um, tourist uh, place and spot to tourist spot. And one of the things that they have often is that the tour guide would carry with them like a flag or some kind of thing. I've seen it where they've done balloons. I've seen it with like fancy umbrellas. 
on a stick, something up high that sits above the crowd to ensure that no one gets lost, to ensure that no one gets left behind, to ensure that everyone who's in the group stays with the group. And that they all know when it's time for everyone to move on. Right here in Numbers 9, we find the OG tour guide flag. This cloud, this cloud that settled over the tabernacle, And as long as the cloud remained over the tabernacle, so too the Israelites would stay. They would camp there. They would get out their tents and they would put down their tent pegs. To camp means to decline or to slow down, to reduce in travel, to encamp, to set up their tents, to put the tent pegs in the ground, to stop, to rest, to stay a while, to settle. And then when the cloud would begin to move, the Israelites would pack up their tents, they would grab all of their belongings, and they too would move as the cloud moved. They would travel. To travel is to set out, to move forward, to depart, to journey, to pull up the stakes in your tent and to move forward. They traveled and camped, and whenever the cloud settled or moved, They camped and traveled at the Lord's command. Now, this passage of Scripture here we know is a passage about the Israelites. It's about the Israelites traveling and journeying through a particular season in their journey from from slavery into the promised land that God was going to give them. And it's a picture for us of how God spoke to them and asked them to move. But what I want to do today is actually present to you and I want, you to, I want us to see it today as something that God also does in our lives. I want us to see it today that God also guides you and I as we journey along in our walk with Him. As God leads us from our place of slavery, from our place of being stuck, from our place of trouble and struggle, Maybe you're in a wilderness season. You feel like you're journeying through the wilderness right now. You're in a real difficult time. You feel like it's a bit of a mess right now, this journey that you are on. I'm not sure what it is that he is taking you from, but I do know that he is taking each and every one of us to the promise that he has given us. He is taking us on a journey toward his favor and his blessing, continually showing us, revealing to us his promises and his faithfulness along the way. And in that journey, here's what I know. I know that sometimes the Lord instructs us to travel. But I also know that in other times, he instructs us to camp. You ever watched the show Love It or List It? Love it or list it. It's like a a home show, right, on the home channel. And in this show, the premise of the show is that there's a couple on the show who own a home, and one half of that couple loves the house. They love it. They want to stay. They don't want to move. They're like, no, I love this house. I want to stay. I love the street. I love the neighborhood. I love that it's close to this. I love this part of the house. And then the other half of the couple They are on team listed, and they want to list the house. They're like, I'm ready to move on. This house is no longer uh, giving us what we need right now. We uh, we need to move to, to bigger and better things. And then there are two hosts in the show, and 
One of the hosts is a real estate agent and their job is to entice the couple to move by showing them what other wonderful houses and homes are available out there. And the other host is their job as an interior designer is to redecorate and completely transform the home, making it into somewhere that they are just gonna love and want to settle in. Now in your life, in your life, God is going to lead you in and out of different seasons. And sometimes he's gonna say, no, no guys, it's time to love it. It's time to be on team love it. I want you to unpack your bags. I want you to put your tent stakes in the ground. We're gonna stay. We're gonna settle here for a little while. We're gonna stay here for a little bit longer. And then there are gonna be other seasons that you walk through in your life. And he's gonna say, team, it's time to list it. We're packing our things, we're moving on, it's time to move forward, it's time to let go of some of that stuff and we're going to move on. Sometimes we feel led to move, we feel led to set out, to take ground. Other times we feel led to stay, to settle, to slow down. But here is what I notice about these verses. Now, I might be the only one in the room that this happens to, And if I am, then I am just preaching to myself today. You can just go, "Mm mm-hmm. But most of the time, I get these two things mixed up. My traveling and my camping. I get them all mixed up because a lot of the time in my life, I set up camp when I should be moving forward. Anybody else with me? Anybody else with me where when I really should be setting out to move and taking a step and moving on and letting go, all I wanna do is stay put. All I wanna do is settle where I am. See, there are some seasons in my life where I struggle to move from one season to the next. There are times when I struggle to let go, when I I find it hard to move through change and all I really wanna do is just camp in the season that I'm in. I'm in a season right now when my kids are getting a little bit older and they're a little less dependent on me. I, I, I really struggled the other day when I sent my 13-year-old off with my FBOS card and the house key, and I thought, goodness me, what's going on here? Like, that was just like, uh, why? I don't wanna be in this season. I miss them when they were little. I miss them when they were, they were younger, and, and, but they're getting more independent, and I'm like, I don't know if you need me anymore, and it's a really hard season to be in because it's a season of change. It's a season of letting go. It's a season of moving from one thing to the next, and what I really wanna do is camp. And, and then other times, you know, maybe you right now in your, maybe in your job you feel like there's a change point coming. Maybe you feel like something's gonna change or something, God's leading you into something else. Maybe there's gonna be a change in your role or a change in your title and you're not sure how you feel about that. You're not sure who you are without that role or that title and you're just struggling with the change. Or maybe, maybe there's a relationship in your life and, and maybe the, the issue is relational and maybe there's some hurt there and you're actually struggling to move on, struggling to let go. See, what I've learned is that we often have this tendency, we str- our tendency is that we struggle to let go in order to move on to something new, in order to move on to the next thing because, well, we like our tent. We like the campsite. I don't wanna move. I like it here. You ever, um, you ever been to one of those campsites where 
you know, in, in New Zealand, we've got so many beautiful places to camp, haven't we? We've got so many beautiful holiday parks and campsites that you can, you can book for the holidays and you can take your tent or your caravan or you can book a cabin. And You ever booked one of those prime time spots? You know the spots I'm talking about, the ones that are right on the lakefront or right on the water's edge. Or they're, they're in the prime spot because they're not only close to the water, but they're also close to the bathrooms. Like everybody wants the spot that's got the great view but close to the toilet too, right, for those middle of the night needs, which always seems to be more when you're camping than when you would be at home. I don't know what it is about that. Well, keep dreaming because you are never going to get that spot. You know what I've heard? I've tried to get those spots. I've heard that those spots have got years and years and years and years worth of waiting lists because everybody wants that spot. I've heard that. If you want that spot, you're about be waiting for someone to die before they give up that spot because those are the coveted spots in the camping site. Those spots are a bit like your chairs in church. Because you like to camp in your chair, don't you? I know because I've seen it. You like your chair. Your chair's comfy. Your chair's got the best view. Or you like the sound in your chair. You like your chair. And maybe, I don't know, maybe about really waiting for some, someone to go before they give up their chair. But, but I know because I've seen you from up here. I get up here and I see you. You know what it does to me when you decide to move seats? Adam Green, you don't usually sit in that chair. You usually sit in that chair over there. In fact, you were sitting there earlier. You moved halfway through the service. You know how that throws me when I notice you've moved from your usual spot because you like your chair. You set up camp in your chair because change is hard, isn't it? I like my seat. I like my campsite. It's hard to move on. It's hard to let go. So let me ask you this today. Where in your life is God asking you to pull up those tent pegs Pack your bags and begin moving on to journey. Is it, where is he saying to you, it's time to travel? Because then on the other side, and this sometimes is actually more often than not, I pull out my tent pegs, I pack my bag, I'm ready to go, and I'm like, come on, God, let's move. I'm ready already. And he's like, no, 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 we're just going to wait here a little bit longer. We're just going to wait. We're just going to go through a waiting season. You know, Numbers 9 says that sometimes they moved after one night or a few days or a month. But then it also says that sometimes they camped there for a whole year. How many of you know that camping seasons can sometimes feel very, very long? And often my timing for things and God's timing for things can be a little bit mismatched. But newsflash, it's not... God's timing that's off. It's usually mine. In fact, someone told me once uh, that one thing you've got to need to know about God is that God is really, really old and really, really slow. So much slower than I want him to be. And so there have been times in my life, there have been seasons where I have felt like the wait has been forever. I've got my bags packed and I am ready to go. And yet I've been waiting and waiting for things to change, waiting for things to go. I'm ready to press on. But God's like, no, no, not ready. Not ready. We're just going to camp a little bit longer. I need you to camp here for a while longer. Yet there have been some seasons in my life where I have been praying prayers and I have been praying and praying and praying that there would be a shift in my circumstance and it has so often felt like my prayers are not being answered, like nothing is happening, like everything is taking so long. There have been times when I have been 
following after a dream and I've been waiting for a dream to come into fruition and yet I have still found myself time and time. There have been times where I've tried to push doors. God's saying, no, we're going to keep that close. He's saying, I want you to camp. See, sometimes it's not time to move. Sometimes God's saying it's time to camp. And often it's at the camp, those camp seasons, that we feel like can be seasons of restraint. We can become frustrated and impatient at God's seeming inactivity. But when you look at the word, which means to camp or to rest in tents, as a primitive root, the word hana, to camp, is actually the same word as the word hanan, which means to show favor, to be generous, to have mercy, to be merciful, to be compassionate, to stoop in kindness to. Can I tell you today, somebody needs to hear this, in your waiting season to camp, is to rest in God's merciful kindness. To camp is to rest in his compassionate favor. His heart for you in that waiting season is not to bring you frustration. It's not to, 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 to hold you back or slow you down in order to frustrate you. His intent and his heart in that waiting season is to shower his kindness, his mercy, and his compassionate favor over you. I want to tell you today that when you are feeling hamstrung by your waiting season, by his instruction to stay, what he is really wanting to do in those seasons is to stoop down, to incline towards you, and to bestow on you his kindness and his compassion and his favor. Wow. Does that change the waiting season for anybody today? I know it does for me. And so I want to ask you the question again, only this time I'll phrase it like this. Where in your life is God asking you to stay, to camp, to remain, to rest? And as I read through this passage in Numbers, as I looked at it myself and the very first time I sat there and I read it, I sort of reflected on it in my own life and I, I asked myself this, what would it look like to travel and camp at the Lord's command? And I think it would take this. Number one, I think it takes prayerful watching. Prayerful watching. In Numbers 9 verse 23, it says, at the command of the Lord they rested in tents. And at the command of the Lord, they journeyed. They kept the charge of the Lord at the commandment of the Lord by the hand of Moses. They kept the charge of the Lord. What does that mean? It's not a phrase we would necessarily be familiar with, apart from charging our phones. Uh, we don't usually use the phrase charge of the Lord, keeping the charge of the Lord. It's not wording we would likely use today, but here's what it means. It means to watch or to observe. It means to wait for or to keep guard or protect. It is to diligently study. This traveling and camping pattern that the Israelites followed required a certain amount of diligence in their alertness to what the Lord was doing and how he was moving. Guys, someone had to watch the cloud. Someone had to watch the clouds so that it didn't miss the movement of God. And if we are going to travel and camp at the Lord's command in the same way that the Israelites did, then we too have to position ourselves. 
we have to position our lives in such a way that we don't miss the movement. We've got to watch the cloud. We have to watch the cloud. It means that we must not, not neglect our prayer life. It means we've got to be prayerfully listening to what the Lord is saying. It means that I've got to train my ear to what he is saying. It means that I need to be in close proximity in my life, in the way that I live my life, in the way that I position myself. I've got to be in close proximity to him so that I don't miss the movement, so that I'm aware of what he is doing. And sometimes it means I'm going to have to go slower. Sometimes it means I'm going to have to slow down. Sometimes it means I'm going to have to stop talking and listen, right? Sometimes it means I'm going to have to turn my ear toward him so I can hear his instruction, so I can see the turns that are ahead. And that means carving out time and a place to meet with the Lord daily. Because it's going to take a prayerful watching if we're going to travel and camp at the Lord's command. Here's the other thing I think it takes. I think it's going to take an obedience stepping and an obedience stopping. Obedience stepping and obedience stopping. Let's read our verse again in the King James Version, just verse 23 this time, Numbers 9, verse 23. It says, And the, at the commandment of the Lord they rested in tents, and at the commandment of the Lord they journeyed. They kept the charge of the Lord, we read that bit, at the commandment of the Lord by the hand of Moses. At the commandment of the Lord. They traveled and camped at what? At the commandment of the Lord. Not because they knew where to go, because they didn't. Not because they wanted to go. Not because they were ready to go. Not because they decided that it was time. Not because they had had enough of where they were. They traveled and camped at the commandment, at the word of the Lord. And it requires an obedience to the word of the Lord to trust what he has said when he says it. It requires obedience, obedience that trusts, obedience that steps out and begins journeying even when I don't know where we're going. Obedience that actually waits and holds on, even when I don't know how long I'm gonna be doing that for, how long I'm gonna be holding on to that for, obedience that trusts. It takes trust to step out and start walking when we don't know where we're going. It takes trust to step out and start walking when we don't know how long it's going to take or when we're going to get there. You ever, as a child, asked your mum when dinner will be ready? What was her answer usually? When it's ready. Well, there's nothing more annoying than that answer. Kids in the car going on a long journey. Mum, when are we going to get there? We'll be there when we get there. Well, that's not helpful, is it, mum? No, it's not. But that was the same answer that God gave to Moses when he asked the same question. He was like, where are we going? Where are we going? God said to him, you'll know when we get there. He said, when you'll get there, you'll be there. Well, that's not helpful, Lord, is it? They weren't given a road map. They weren't given many instructions. They weren't given a pathway to their destination. They were simply told, move now, camp now, move now, camp now, move now, 
camp now and you and I travel and camp on the same limited instruction that the Israelites do. It's an obedience stepping and an obedience stopping. And some of you are squirming in your seat right now because you know that there are things that God has asked you to do and you haven't yet done them. And maybe today is a reminder to you that it's time to do some obedience stepping and some obedience stopping. Oh, but Bex, I don't know what comes after the first step. Well, let me help you out. It's 50-50. It'll either be a step or a stop. You've got 50% chance. <laughs> oh, but Obex, I'm, I'm afraid it might not work out. Well, let me help you out there too. The band can come and join me now. We'll come back to Numbers 9, right at the beginning there in verse 16 and 17, where it says, this was the regular pattern. At night, the cloud that covered the tabernacle had the appearance of fire. Whenever the cloud lifted from over the sacred tent, the people of Israel would break camp and follow it. And whenever the cloud settled, the people of Israel would set up camp. This was the regular pattern. Here's the thing. When I look back over my life, I can see a regular pattern of God's provision, God's protection, his leading and his guiding in my life as he has led me in and out of seasons. And my hope and my prayer is that you too, in your life, when you look back over the different seasons of your life, even in seasons where you didn't know him, that you would also see a regular pattern of his leading, his guiding, and his protection. Here's the thing about patterns, regular patterns, is that they aren't just established as a record of what has already been, but they, are, they give us a more accurate reference for what is to follow. I know if a pattern is emerging there, that it will likely continue here. It means that if I look back over my life and I see that God has proven a regular pattern of provision, that when I look to my future, I can pretty well guarantee that my future will also contain a continued pattern of provision. It means then I, when I look back over my life and if I have seen that the Lord has proven a regular pattern of his presence with me, then when I look to my future, I can pretty well guarantee that God will also continue to prove a regular pattern of his presence with me. It means that if I look back over my life and I can see a regular pattern that he has proven of his protection over my life, then as I look into to my future, I can also, it will also contain a continued regular pattern of his protection over my life. Psalm 71 says this, O Lord, you alone are my hope. I have trusted you, O Lord, from childhood. Yes, you have been with me from birth, from my mother's womb, you have cared for me. No wonder I'm always praising you. My life is an example to many because you have been my strength and protection. Psalmist is saying there's been a regular pattern of your strength and your protection and your provision in my life. And everyone around me is seeing it. See, whether camping or traveling, here's what I have discovered. God is always working. 
God is always working. Whenever God asked the Israelites to camp, it was because there was something he wanted to do in them. Establish their identity, set them apart as his own people, define them as a new nation, give them instruction, give them the commandments. It was while they were camping that he gave them the Ten Commandments. But at the same time, whenever he asked them to travel or to journey, he was always guiding them, leading them, providing for them day and night, light or dark, whether they could see the way ahead or not. He was always leading them. He was faithful then. He is faithful now. He will be faithful through the ages. So let me ask you this again. Where in your life? Is God asking you to pull up those tent pegs and to move on, to journey forward? Where is he asking you to travel? And in the same way, where is he asking you? Where in your life is he asking you to stay, to camp, to remain, to rest? And will you, in both of those, prayerfully keep watch and obediently step and obediently stop so that we too may camp and travel? at the Lord's command. Amen? Come on, let me pray for you this morning. Lord, I lift up each and every person in this room today. God, I thank you for the season that they're in, whether they are in a camping season or a season where they feel led to move. God, I pray that as they obediently step or obediently stop, I pray that your presence would be with them. I pray that you would provide everything that they need. I pray that your protection would be with them. God, help us to hear your voice. Help us to see your movement. Help us as we watch prayerfully, as we lean into you. Lord, would you guide us? Lord, I pray for people those here today who don't know what to do next. Some of you, you, you feel led to do something, but you're not sure. You're not sure. Some of you, you, you're not sure what the next step should be. you sort of in an unknown. Right now, Lord, I just pray. I pray they'd hear you clearly. I pray they'd get a word really strongly, some confirmation, Lord, something that would give them both peace and confidence to take that step, Lord Jesus. And I pray, Lord God, that you would increase their faith. Give them a faith boost that they might be able to step out. Maybe they won't know, but Lord, they can step out because they've got trust in you. I would love to pray for one more group of people today. Maybe you're here at church and church is not your usual thing. Maybe you're pretty new around here. And, but I want to give you an opportunity, actually, if you're here today and you want to do this, to say yes to Jesus. You are far from God right now, but you're saying, Bex, I need to get close with him. I want to start a journey with him. I want to start a relationship with him. You don't need to know all the answers. You don't need to know what next. All you need to do today, if you feel led to do this, is say yes to Jesus today. And I'm going to lead you in a prayer. God loves you. He created you. And he's got a plan and purpose for you. He wants to be in relationship with you. Our sin it separates us from God. The mistakes that we've made, the way we've tried to do our own thing, but in his mercy and grace, he sent his son Jesus to live a sinless life on earth, die a sinner's death, that you and I, you and I, might be able to be reconciled back to him again, back to the Father again. I'm gonna pray this prayer. I'm gonna invite every single person to pray this prayer with me. 
You don't have to pray it out loud. Just pray it in your heart. I'll pray it out loud. You say, dear Jesus, thank you that you went to the cross for me. Thank you that you paid the debt that I was due. I turn from my old way of life and I turn to you now. Thank you that you have forgiven me. I want to start a new life with you. Today, I choose to live for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Elam Christian Center podcast. Please subscribe to keep hearing more life-changing messages. For more information about our church, please visit www.elamchristiancenter.org.nz.